Welcome to the Growth Lab Podcast, where we talk about finding new clients, winning more contracts, and growing successful cleaning businesses. I'm your host, Matt Harris, and I run the Growth Lab. We partner with cleaning business owners to launch, accelerate, and scale the growth of their business with tried and tested systems and strategies that generate predictable revenue. If you're turning over at least six figures and you want to grow your cleaning business to seven figures plus, click on the link in the description and schedule a call. Now let's dive in. The students that you work with, what, what's one of the biggest challenges that you consistently see and have to help sort of students overcome? The fact that they don't charge enough and therefore they think they think they're charging enough. But the problem is people start their own cleaning businesses and then it gets to like 15, 16 pounds an hour. And they're like, now I need to employ because I need somebody. The problem mm. is right there is they don't earn enough. They're still charging self-employed wages. Therefore, they're getting people that's kind of like not very good work ethics because these people don't understand how work works <laughs> you turn up you do your job and then therefore they struggle and this holds them back and i see there was most people that come to me so my five-day challenge i actually teach them on day one how to do this and people are literally on the challenge there was one guy called james he literally got all his customers for 20 pounds an hour just by what i teach them in the five-day challenge so i want wow. people to come and just do what i like this one thing it's free so you can yeah. change your life so this is the, obviously not earning enough and then struggling with the employees. They think the problem is that there's no quality, good quality staff out there. But it's if you don't earn enough enough money first to be able to employ decent staff, because yeah. these decent staff, they know their value. They're not going to work for peanuts. They want to come in and smash the job and do really amazingly well. They don't want to be paid very little money. They just start their own businesses, which everybody's yeah, yeah. doing. But we need to entice those people in. One of the things that both of you guys have mentioned is is obviously mind sh- mindset and developing personally and developing your your leadership team for for businesses. What when you I guess start working with clients is there often a reluctance for you know business owners to kind of go down that route? Have you been met with with challenges? Because from my perspective. You know, over here in the UK, I have tried to lead from that approach and it, it just gets rebuffed. They're like, nah, we want results. We're, we're not interested in in that aspect of it. And I'm just wondering, you know, I know obviously the, the sales process is a little bit different and the, the commercial market is a little bit different over in the US. But is is the development aspect something you have to encourage or is it something that a lot of business owners are like, look, I know that if I, you know, if I'm going to get from here to there, this this is the path. Well, this is what I need to do anyway. Well, let me give some real, real quick, because I know we, we were just talking about relationships and I wanted to make a point and it's going to bleed straight into this. I think a lot of people think relationships is about, do I like you? Which is fine. Like if we like each other, we can be friends, we can be buddies, like people want to go fishing and work out or not work out. I don't know why I just said that, like grab a beer, go to the bar. But relationships also are built on respect and that's not something people think about too often they just think that i just have to be likable that's it but it's like can i respect you even from woman to man to man to woman to ceo to ceo like facility to facility special doesn't matter the question is can i respect you and so to answer your question now on the development side is every time we work with someone i think they understand that because they know who we are Mm. not as a company but personally they know that we are going to call them up, not call them out, call them up because we don't call people out, we call people up to their to their potential. They know that 
if they were to go look at my Instagram, they're going to see me running Spartan races or trying to develop myself, be paying money to be in masterminds. They know that James is never going to answer the phone after 6 p.m. because pri- mm-hmm. his family's his priority, prioritizing his health as well. Like when I think like one of my friends said, when you when your actions speak so loud, I can't hear what you say. That's important. And so build relationships on respect. Can I respect you as a human being before I can even respect you as a business owner? When they can respect you as a human being, then they see you as a business then they know what your business stands for. James always says that. Like he's huge on our core values, what we stand for, we're part of. So when one of our empl- clients are having a tough conversation with them, tries to tell us not to develop them, then we'll rather not do business with them. Hmm. Because it's not about just hiring an appointment setter. We know there's a bunch of companies that do appointment setting. There's a bunch of, co- dude, there's a bunch of companies that could do sales strategy 20 times better than me. Hmm. Easy. They're 50, 10, like experts that have been 100 years in the industry that proudly look at us because we haven't been in the industry so long and hate us mm. because we have so much attention. And it's not the attention because we do all this cool marketing. It's just because we know what we stand for. And you know what you're getting when you're coming, when you're, when you're dealing with us. So if you expect, and James and I go back and forth on this in a good way, we're like, damn, do we say that to that client? Like, should we call <laughs> them up on it? Should like, what's going on? We'll tell them, hey, you know what? It looks like, this is not working. Like we're going to actually stop the partnership because you have these beliefs and we have these beliefs and we're just not aligning together on in business and in accountability. So we're going to take our accountability and remove ourselves from the equation because we're just not being valuable to you. You'll yeah. be surprised how many conversations I've, we've had with them where I'm like, look, man, I care about your money. I don't want to take your money if it's not producing money back. So if, if and, I, and then they'll be like, no, let's keep trying. We had people say like, we, let's keep trying. Let's keep going. And I'm like, based on our projections, based on where we're at, this is not going to be a good investment to you. And because of what, what our values are, which one of them is extreme ownership and genuine care is another one. Because of those two, I have to let you go. So again, I don't think it's, if it's UK, if it's US, I think just as human beings, none of us are down to be challenged. None of us are about to be pushed unless the person pushes us because we respect what what they're part of and what they're building when yeah. we com- when we're able to buy into their to theirs not sell it you know so okay. like i've had mentors that tells me stuff and i'm like yeah like they're not really mentors they're just people trying to throw fluff at me and i'm like i don't like <laughs> it but i guarantee you the mentors that i do have around me including james they say something and i listen because there's a reason like i've, I've hitched my wagon because your your first instinct is shit. I need to make sure that like I can get the work done. That that's kind of the first instinct. And then once you you're you're settling into that, then you kind of think okay, now I've got some consistency with the work. Like what else? What other tools do I need to add to my armory to be able to start building this business? And how like was there was how can I ask this? Was there like a a clear distinction once you had gone through that transformation from you know day one where you were over friendly with your staff to then giving them a new sort of operating procedure did how i'm not really asking this very well how, how did you how did you transfer from being over friendly on, on in one instance to then yeah. having 
more structure in place? And how did you involve your staff in, in that transition so that they were still buying into what you were looking to achieve? Well, <laughs> I learned the hard way. I lost quite a few staff, uh, but I had a supervisor that was, I basically was on my side. And I said to yeah. her, how do we do this? How do we incorporate every little thing? Because all of a sudden I was having all of these rules. Like all of a sudden you have to ask permission mm. for holiday. And it's like, what? We have to ask permission? Before they walked all over me. And I came yeah. to August, I had like 120 student cleans. And I was like, what do I do now? But it's, so I did lose a few because mm. and I knew I knew that if I just had more respect for myself, that that's what I need to focus on first, because that meant that I had my boundaries and my boundaries was, this is what is good for my business. This is what's going to happen. And this is not about being nasty to them and like, ah, oh my God, like this is all about like, you have to explain to them the, the process, but thoroughly and why are we doing it? And I think when they generally felt that I still lost some because some people weren't very happy with the fact that they now had to actually listen to me. I struggled with the, the fact as well that for my staff to have respect to me, I don't think they did in the beginning because I was people pleasing and yeah. I was letting them get away with stuff. So I already had a few staff. They were like just doing whatever they did. Doesn't matter what I say. They were late. Oh, I hate lateness, like with a passion. And they, yeah. they knew that. And then therefore they would do that, of course, too. So this had to happen like a little bit of a break in my company. And I was like, if you're with me, you're with me. This is what I want to achieve. If yeah. you're not, I wish you well. I'm like nothing against you, but I don't want to take you ahead. Yeah. We need to be a good fit. We need to both be on the same page, share this vision. And I want you to want to grow as much as I want to grow. Because yeah. um, they were given incentives to get customers in and to get other staff members in. And I paid really well. I wanted to be the best boss. But I yeah. knew by doing that. I could afford to say, no, I'm sorry. If you're not going to play by the rules, then go and play somewhere else. I have to admit, looking back on it, I, I didn't do that, any of that very well at all. No. Um, I struggled. But I think for me, I had to learn everything the hard way. But yeah. I think once the lesson sunk, it was like, huh, wish I knew this before kind of thing. But this is, and this is what we now teach other people, right? It's yeah. that boundaries. Like, how do we deal with these things? As you have to have that boundary in place. And I guess that that kind of provided you then with a platform to continue growing your your business the right way, right? Rather than on uh, the smart sort of shaky way. foundations. So by then the foundations was in place and I saw things, oh, it, it just, it was like a relief. Like I could actually sleep. Like when the customer pays you on time, you know, you sort that system out. The first system you need to sort out is yeah. how much you get paid. And of course, we obviously they have to pay on time. Then there's the staff, like just for the staff to turn up to work and to respect you. Those two things is the two biggest stress that I think anybody has. Yeah, and if you yeah. can sort those two systems out first, then everything else becomes so much easier. But because you're working smarter, like if you still have the same amount of work and you'll have more, but you work smarter, so it never seems that way. It seems like it's flowing. It's flowing yeah. smoothly rather than emotional, up and down, getting the staff member, and then you get that emotional hit of getting down and then uh, getting this new customer, five new customers, 10 new customers, 20 new customers, and then you get a drop because one staff member drops you. I was there quite a long time. I, I would say about a year, I struggled with that. And I was like, how do I get out of this? scenario and the emotional drop that constantly happened and I remember searching for jobs because I was like this is hard but I I dug deep and I because I knew my love for cleaning and I knew what my customers what I was delivering those customers were so super happy with my my staff going in cleaning like yeah. I would get so many messages like just all the time from obviously some customers not all of them yeah, but yeah. And that drove me like I couldn't give this to more people and the biggest mindset thing is, is that if you're not out there looking, getting those customers, you're doing some customers 
an injustice because the thing is there's people out there struggling to get good cleaners and if you're yeah. a really good cleaner and you're passionate about what you do you're doing everybody you're like you're hiding and that's not what you should be doing yeah, it's not yeah. about selling your services it's about offering your services to the right customers at the right time but of course you can change people's lives with this and yeah. we used to have a, a shirt that actually sent it back we change lives ask me how and <laughs> um, that was our, that's what I, that's what our shirt looked like because we did and we believed in it yeah. no that's really good most clean, you know, I certainly experienced it when I started. You say yes to everything, like you said, yeah, let's go. Was it really then once you'd stagnated and you kind of, you know, got the team together and thought, look, where is it where we're making, you know, good money? Where is it where we can specialize? Where is it where we can niche down? And did that then enable you to go on to the next stage in terms of winning this big contract? I think, you know, there's that old saying that sometimes you have to take a couple of steps back to take steps forward. I say around 2019, 2020, I, I looked back at the business. We had loads of, we had loads of staff. But when you actually take a step back and look at, you know, are your contracts actually profitable? Is that mm. not you any money? Because the contract has overrun and you gave them a fixed price. We took a bit of a backwards. I, my business partners, they tend to be more operationally focused and I'm more commercially minded. Took a step back and look, we're getting bigger and it's just real processes in place. Most don't have any systems or anything like that. And we were guilty of that. A bit of a backwards step and say, actually, this has got legs now. We realise that. And we've got some good customer base. We've got, some, you know, we've got dummies and all that good stuff. Now's the time just to take a little bit of the step back, look at it from my view, start getting some systems in place, actually start saying no. That's quite a big one because it's like, mm. easy to just say yes to everything because you want the revenue. Yeah. When you actually look down at it, if you're not getting money on and you're getting loads of stress, you've got cleaning staff not turning up or projects overrun, whatever it may be, having revenue from site just doesn't work. And I think we took that step back. Right, let's systemize. Let's everybody knows what they're doing in terms of job roles, and there's not that crossover. Yeah. And get a bit of all that was first for you. It's just chaos, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong; it got us a result, but that's not all for you as a business owner. It's not sustainable for your staff. Then that starts to have negative effects on customers. So sometimes it's worth just taking a little bit backwards step, re you know reassessing the situation. You know, when we onboard a client, they come in for a sales funnel. You know, they've got that sales process. The process is all. And it just makes everybody's life a lot easier and then that helps you grow because yeah. every, the process is going to be the same for every customer and you're going to get the end result. So let's go back to you winning the award. So that was 2017, 2018. Once you realized that you can't do it all by yourself. Talk to me about the evolution of the business and then and then obviously, you know, being nominated for and, and winning the award last year. So where my business changed was my mum, as I mentioned, was one of my cleaners, but her, her health, her legs were getting arthritis in her legs and she couldn't clean as, as much as she would like to, but I couldn't just let my mum go. One of the reasons I did this was because she worked for another cleaning company and I don't want her working until she's 70 cleaning, so my job in the office. What I used to do was clean at five, six o'clock, go home and catch up with emails, invoices, I still worked at 12 o'clock at night, so I gave my mum an admin job. She worked in the office five days a week, nine to five, doing emails, sending quotes out, invoices, and that gave me so much free time to, mm. to go out there and, and try and get more work, work on recruitment and get a marketing campaign. And what was like 
once you managed to get that free time, what, what was your first priority? Obviously getting someone to do the admin, that was your mum, that yeah. was taken care of. And then what, what was what was your main focus after after outsourcing that? When I got the free time, I probably took my eye, my eye off the ball a wee bit, a property investment. So because my mum had the cleaners cleaning, my mum in the office, I should have probably been out there still chatting doors, getting more work, but I think I yeah. got too complacent. And I went and done property investment. So I started a home buyers company to buy yeah. houses flipped a couple of houses, got a couple of bite-to-rets, but I realised even doing that is, like I spent £10,000 on marketing to buy houses and I never got much out of it. So mm. I realised, I went back to the cleaning and I realised that's where my passion is. All businesses are hard, you're not, not much what it says on YouTube or podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's too easy. Make your millions in 90 days, none of that. So 2020, 2021, so only like for last year I came back and I thought, I changed my full business structure and just only st- I'm starting to do commercial work now, regular work. Before okay. then it was all like pressure washing, carpets, ovens. I've sold my carpet cleaning business. We, we don't I don't want to do any more builders cleans apart yeah. from the contracts we're in. And my main focus is on regular cleaning, doctor surgeries, offices, salons, yeah, yeah. And things like that. That's my focus now. And it's, okay. And is that was it that change that led you to winning the award or was it you know in terms of your service delivery as well because i you know yeah. i saw online your reviews are always pretty stellar you know everyone's happy with your service you've got a big old following on on your facebook page you know what what were the contributing factors to to being nominated and and to winning so to win the award there was four judges and then it went down four people of the uk to make a public vote but part of the reason the feedback I got was because I do have a good social media presence that on my business page for my cleaning company, we put two or three posts a day, showcase your work, let people see what you're doing. Uh, I was doing stuff for the community and things like that. What I said earlier, dropping off food parcels and hmm. bringing younger guys in uh, to work with us. That One of the boys I got working for us, he lost his job. I brought him in, he worked with me for four months, he passed his driving test and Nice. He was just loving his life again, and he was, he was only 18, but couldn't get a job anywhere else. I brought him home, gave him a job, passed his driving test and all that, and then left us. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> but you helped him along the journey, right? Which is... So I think we won the award because obviously we showcased what we're doing. Everything yeah. that I'm doing, I put it on social media for people to see. And I, I, that's, I'm not sure, obviously, I wasn't a judge, but... That, but you were a judge this year, right? I saw that. You, I was a judge this year at the awards this year. So yeah. I know how stressful they must have been the, the year that I went. Applicants you need to go through. Uh, the how was that experience? How how was that experience? It was a it was a good experience. It, it was good to see what other cleaning companies are doing out there, and inspiring stories and things like that. And it was and I quite enjoyed it. It was a bit nervous pronouncing the, the awards and things like that, but it was a really? it was a good experience. That's good. And has so has winning the award has has that done has that like boosted the profile of your business? I'm I'm guessing it's quite a it's quite a feather in your cap to kind of use that in your marketing and that as well, right? So when I'm sending emails out, it would say at the bottom of my my email, like award winning cleaning company UK. Mm. Same when I'm sending letters out, it will always be there. The awards that we've won, we won the best yeah. cleaner in Scotland the same year, so it's always there. But what I, I should have done inspired by people that won the awards this year. The ones yeah. that won, won the award this year have been on the newspapers, <laughs> uh, been oh, featured really? on different things. 
started oh, wow. in newspapers to get more coverage, more get coverage, some press, more press yeah, coverage. Yeah. Uh, one of the ladies that won one of the awards this year was on like, three different newspapers and things like that. So really, oh wow, the newspapers. She's like James. I just reached out to them. I thought yeah. so. It's, yeah. Simple things like that can change your business. And for yeah. that article in the newspaper, she got a massive contract a few days later because oh, they wow. seen it like on the, the, the thing on Facebook from the newspaper. Yeah, that's really good. So I've just recently bought my business partner out the cleaning company. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to double my ad spend on yeah. Google. And this year, my full, my full focus is on the, the cleaning industry. No shiny objects, yeah. anything. It's just purely my cleaning company and buying other businesses. No crypto, nice. no forex. <laughs> no. Focus, man. Just focus. <laughs> and, it, and is it on like winning more commercial clients? And and if so, like what type of commercial clients are you going after? Purely just commercial for me now. I, I will still do the the, the one off deep cleans because yeah. we've got bills there at what ninety five. But uh, in deep cleans, you can it's quite profitable. No pressure washing, gutters, carpets, or anything like that. It's all one off deep cleans and commercial clients and large offices. Doctor surgeries, salons, things like that. That's what we're focused now. So, look, obviously, since you have refocused, and even even I guess before you you got distracted by a, a shiny object, like clearly <laughs> your your business was was on quite a growth trajectory, right? It was quite on a on a growth path. So, what what do you think, in your experience, is does it, what does it take to, to like grow a successful cleaning business? If you want to grow your business, I believe you need to take a step away and work on the business. A lot of people, if you're starting your cleaning company, they'll do what I've done. You'll, you'll be working nine to five and doing everything yourself. Because you're afraid if you, if you bring somebody on, you're losing 30 grand a year and you can't afford yeah. to do that. But your business will never grow, I believe, if you don't take that step and like work on the business, not in the business. If you're spending five hours in the office, you get ideas are flowing and new things pop up. You can work on your systems and processes. You can't do that if you're, you're constantly cleaning. And when did you have that realization? Was it when you came back to, to cleaning or was it before before you left when you kind of your mum was doing more of the admin stuff? It's when I, when I came back, after I got my mum involved, my mum came, uh, did the admin stuff about a year and a half ago. So it's not that long ago, 2021, okay. the end of 2021, that's when my mum came in and did the admin stuff. And that's when I, I've completely changed my mindset, my focus. And how, how have you gone about building your team since then? Like, talk me through, you know, the, the rest of your your support network. What does that look like? So I've got, uh, say, my mum works in the office. She does all the admin, the invoices and things like that. I've got a couple of supervisors. They'll do one will do the rota and stuff and i've got another and go out and check the cleaners and check in with clients and now i'm training the supervisor to be like a more managerial role who's going yeah. to go out and do the jobs for me as well so sometimes i'll still go out and price the big commercial jobs because i feel yeah. so I'm the best person to sell the business yeah. so the steps i'm taking now is my supervisor will be going out or manager now she'll be going out pricing the jobs julie will be running the business and I'm going to bring in another supervisor for the next couple of weeks. So I'm completely hands off and focusing on buying other businesses. 
Thanks to you guys for listening to the Growth Lab podcast. You can access the show notes and free resources via the link in the episode description. And if you got some value from this podcast, please pay it forward and share it with others across social media or leave a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to as it would really mean the world to me. Hope you enjoy and subscribe and I'll see you in the next episode.